Brian, listen to what happens when I ask any of my friends this one question. Rondo, if I were to ask you to name a musician that I don't like, who's the first person you think of? Adele. Who would you say first? You as John Lago Marcino? Adele. Uh, It would have to be Adele. Adele. Everyone knows that you do not like Adele. So then I want to read you a thing that I saw in the New York Times the day after Thanksgiving. You ready? Sure. Okay. Quote, According to Nielsen, the typical Adele fan is a college-educated woman aged 25 to 44 who watches Family Guy on TV and likes to shop at Target, Victoria's Secret, and Bath and Body Works. (laughs) Um, That's quite specific. Right? And, of course, that can't be the only group of people who love Adele since she sold more than 4.5 million copies of her album 25 as of when we're recording this. But you're not one of those people. Yeah, no, I mean... I probably shouldn't say this out loud on the internet, but I'm totally not. I, I want to like Adele, but I just can't somehow. But I'm really interested in knowing what makes Adele resonate with so many other people. Well, then I think we got to talk about it. John versus 4.5 million of the rest of us. I'm sure this is going to end well for you. <laughs> well, I don't know if this is going to be the adult contemporary cage match you're hoping for, but let's do it. Hey, I'm Brian Barone. And I'm John Lago Marcino. You're listening to Tuner. The show about songs you really like. And I guess for today, why I really don't like them. Today's song is Adele's Hello. Hello, it's me. To try to figure out what's going on with me and hello, we're going to have to talk about taste. Which can be a pretty tricky subject. Some people, for instance, would insist that taste is innate that you either have it or you don't. So John's either got better taste than the rest of us or worse taste than the rest of us. End of story. Other people, though, think taste reflects the values people hold as a result of their identity and social position. So maybe John dislikes Adele because he's a secret billionaire and billionaires don't value Adele very much. I wish. But anyway, it's probably a little more subtle than that. Instead, we think taste is individual and, well mostly accidental. It's possible that part of your taste comes from innate stuff about your psychology. You definitely soak up values from your environment. But also, there's lots of random happenstance that goes into it. You attend this school and not that one. You have a cool older sister that likes one band and not another. Your boyfriend breaks up with you and now you can't listen to Eagle Eye Cherry anymore. And who knows what else? All these little particles of experience are bouncing off of us and shaping our taste all the time. By the way, all of this is closely related to the fact that there's no absolute meaning to any piece of music. There's no final answer, especially not to the question, is this good or is this bad? So I'm not going to convince John by the end of this episode that he has to like Adele because she's objectively good. And likewise, I'm not going to convince Brian and the 4,499,999 of the rest of you that Adele is objectively bad. And I don't even want to. That's just not how this works. But I do think we can figure out what's going on with John's distaste for Adele. 
which might also help the rest of us notice why we do like her so much. To do it, though, I'll have to put on my private investigator hat for a minute. It was another sleepless night in a sleepless city. There was a knock at the door. You gotta help me, Mac. What can I do you for, kid? There's this woman, see? Name's Adele. Lots of people. I'd like seen these cases before. They come to me for answers, but the answers never come from me. They come from within. So what can you do for me? Let me ask you something, kid. This song, Hello. If Frank Sinatra sang this tune for you, would you like it then? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, I think I might. And what if this Adele sang one of Frankie's songs? I wouldn't like it very much at all. Aha! So it's not her songs you don't like, it's her voice. But what's the matter with you, kid? Everybody likes that voice. I, I don't know. The kid was all mixed up in the head. The only clue I had to go on is that it was her voice, not her music, that he didn't like. But it was going to take a lot more work and a lot more dough to make sense out of what that meant. With the investigation stuck at a crossroads, we should probably take a listen to the other half of the equation, Hello itself. We know John doesn't like Adele's voice for some reason, and as it turns out, Hello is all about drawing our focus to exactly that. Hello. One of the ways Hello brings Adele's voice and lyrics to the foreground is by using pretty minimal musical materials and by putting them together in a decidedly undramatic way, so that there's no distracting from what she's singing. Like lots of pop songs, Hello is built mostly around just four chords. In this case, they're F minor, A flat major, E flat major, and D flat major. According to the traditional rules of music theory, there's one obvious best way to arrange these four chords. A flat major, then F minor, D flat major, E flat major, and that sets us up to go back around to A flat major again. But the so-called rules of traditional music theory were invented to explain European, mostly German, classical music, which was really obsessed with setting up musical expectations and then either fulfilling them or avoiding them. It was all about drama and narrative and striving for a grand climax. If Adele and her producers want to keep our attention on her voice and her lyrics, all that kind of action won't do. It'd be too distracting. So they arrange the four chords in a mellower, less goal-oriented order. In the verse, it goes like this. F minor, A flat, E flat, D flat. And in the chorus, like this. F minor, D flat, A flat, E flat. Put in those orders, you can hear how the chords just kind of gently simmer. They're not shouting for our attention or wrapping us up in any little musical dramas. They're just kind of there. It also helps that these are patterns we've heard in plenty of other songs. Nothing to get excited about, nothing to think too hard about. Our ears are free to pay attention to other stuff. And check out the way the producers have arranged the song. That is, the specific way they use various instruments. It also stays pretty tame and unobtrusive. The song starts, of course, with simple piano, playing block chords pretty low on the instrument. And when the drums, bass, and guitar come in on the first chorus, they hardly play, just some long, sustained notes. Hello from the other side. 
And even when the arrangement gets to its most active, with bells and more drums and strings and synths and extra vocals, all that stuff is clearly in the background, way behind Adele's voice, and mostly playing, again, long, unobtrusive notes. Notably, Hello doesn't have any instrumental hooks, at least to my ear anyway. Nothing in the accompanying parts jumps out to grab your attention. Instead, the arrangement is all about texture and feel. Let's contrast that with Adele's vocal line, which I think is decidedly hooky, especially in the chorus. Uh, For example, there's the ornament she sings on the words side and time, which uses the famous blue note. Or there are those leaps up to the melody's highest note on the I'm of I'm sorry and the I of I call you. Unlike the accompaniment, these are fairly striking and ear-catching features. But even at that, their details meant to highlight qualities of Adele's voice itself, not to develop musical ideas so much. In fact, the vocal melody as a whole is pretty nondescript. It just stays in one scale, and it repeats just a handful of motives. The song isn't so much about the notes Adele sings, but instead how she sounds when she sings them. Right. Both compositionally and production-wise, the idea is to get out of her way. We're meant to be able to pay close attention to the lyrics, which I think are really moving for a lot of people, and above all else, to that voice. And that's what doesn't work for me. Maybe it's because I know that Adele had to have surgery on her vocal cords, but the way she sings sounds painful. If I try to imagine what it would feel like to be her singing the song, it it just doesn't feel great. Okay, this is going to get pretty out there, but (laughs) I think it's pretty interesting that Adele's voice makes you imagine how she actually has to use her body to make it, Because this is the quality that the French literary theorist and philosopher Roland Barthes called the grain of the voice. Want to hear his really gross description? (laughs) Um, sure. So it all gets pretty complicated. But the fun part is that he says you know a singer has grain when it's, quote, as though a single skin lined the inner flesh of the performer and the music he sings. Ugh, that is kind of gross. But I know what he means about that thing with certain singers where you hear how they sing as they're singing. Or he put it another way about how instrumentalists can have grain, too. Quote, I can hear with certainty, the certainty of the body, of thrill, that the harpsichord playing of Wanda Landowska comes from her inner body and not from the petty digital scramble of so many harpsichordists. Burn. Bart is suggesting that when musicians have grain, it causes a body-to-body connection. A a thrill. It's a physical thing. Hmm. If that's what grain is, Adele definitely has it, and I definitely don't like it. Yeah, but I think this is exactly what some of us love about Adele. When people say that they can hear the emotion in her voice, I think they mean something more than that she's just good at expressing emotion in music. I think they have this sense that her voice actually conveys how emotions work inside our bodies. Like, what emotions literally feel like. That's grain, and you happen not to like it. 
I guess for me, that's all pretty unpleasant sounding. And it probably doesn't help that it also makes me imagine getting yelled at by a voice teacher. In fact, when I was talking to my friends about Adele, the two people who instantly said that they don't like her voice either are also singers. So maybe there's something to that. There has to be. And actually, Bart agreed that modern vocal technique is opposed to grain. But anyway, all of this is what we mean about taste being in some ways accidental. Right. For some reason or another, I just don't like the grain of Adele's voice. Like maybe in some other song that's less about focusing so closely on her voice, you'd find you kind of like that song. But I don't know about that. Well, I guess everyone's taste is different. There's just such a difference between us and a million miles. Thanks for listening. Tuner is Brian Barone and me, John Lagomarsino. This week's song, Hello, was performed by Adele and written by Greg Kirsten and Adele. Greg Kirsten produced the song. It was mixed by Tom Elmhurst and mastered by Randy Merrill and Tom Coyne. It's on the record-shattering album 25. Special thanks this week to Janine Frumis, Evan Jacobs, John Fuller, Caitlin Arias, Ryan Manning, Jordan Opplinger, and Nathan Seikert. If you like the show, you can visit us at our website, tuner.show, and follow us on Twitter, at TunerShow. And make sure to subscribe, and also tell your friends to. Just search for Tuner in iTunes or on any other podcast app. And if you really, really like the show, we'd really appreciate it if you left a rating or a review on iTunes. It really does help more people find the show. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.